Welcome, folks, to another episode of Wild Conjecture. I'm Tom. Wild Tiger King Conjecture. No. That's right. I'm Eddie. <laughs> I am the Tiger King of this pod. I don't even know the characters, so I don't know who I am on this pod. I'm Ringo of this pod. That's Tom, we're caged tigers. Actually, let's, this would be funny. King. So oh. the three of us, Tom, can you introduce our guest quick? Oh, yeah. We have a Please. guest today. <laughs> Woo! Patton Allison. He is a professor of mechanical engineering at, uh, not University of Michigan, Michigan State University. He was a Spartans baby. I worked closely with Patton in my professional life, uh, and we are good friends. So, welcome, Patton. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being here, Patton. Um, I thought this would be funny to why the three of us have seen it: me, Matt, and Patton. Why don't we tell Tom (laughs) which character he is, and then when he finally watches it, he'll realize how much of Tiger King. Yeah, first of all, give me like a little gist of it. Just well, which husband do you think Tom would be? (laughs) (laughs) I want to say Travis, but that's too sad. So let's say he's John. Yeah, you're John. John. Yeah, you're John. Yeah, I heard something (laughs) was sad with Travis. Uh, Yeah, don't. uh, I don't want to spoil it. Spoilers. Um. Well, I know what happens. With Travis, We're gonna have to but... preface this episode with like, <laughs> oh yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to spoiler alert anybody. So yeah, couldn't you just look it up? Like that show's hot a, right now. Just Let's just put it this story. way: if you are any character in Tiger King, you've had a tragic life. So yeah. we're not really spoiling anything. I yet. heard right. that it's impossible to spoil because there's like literally so many different twists and turns that. You could say yeah. one thing, and that would be a spoiler, but then there are a hundred other things that are For sure. spoilers. That's true. So you can't even That's get accurate. to them all. There's too, so, many char- there's too many characters. There's, there's no way in a real show you could have written it. There's too many characters, and a oh lot of them have names. Like, a bunch of them are basically named Joe and John. So how many, really hard how many of the characters track. have mullets? Just, Just one, one. Really. Yeah. Surprising. yeah. But it's a, it's a legendary yeah. one, so it kind of it, it, it pulls its more than its Joe Exotic? Right. The, the real question right. is how many of them are missing teeth? Yeah. For real. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Do they all have alcohol problems, drug problems, just education it's nice, problems? It's a nice menagerie of problems. addictions. Yeah. Just, just problems. I feel like a, a t- I would play a Tiger game, Tiger King video game <laughs> where you're like Does it lend itself to video gameness? Well, when Eddie said legendary mullet, that made me think that that was like a, you know, in-game like unlockable. Like unlockable. <laughs> that you could get, yeah. <laughs> You've unlocked legendary mullet. <laughs> it's like the sims where you like take care of your cats i want to see the the movie version of this of this show like matthew mcconaughey plays the tiger king oh he he could actually (laughs) having done true detective it's very much in the vein of like true detective kind of huh i'm not sure i'll ever see it you have to watch it you have to it's only six episodes it's totally worth it which i have a suspicion that it's um it says like limited series mm. when you when you go to watch it. Yeah, I have a feeling they have some more footage that they're like just holding back. I do have huh. a really serious question about it though. So okay, this is a little bit of a spoiler. Maybe I should ask offline. I'll ask during the break. I'll ask during the break. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. All right. So well, these people we've got Patton on the show. Yeah. 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 We're not here to and talk about the Tiger. We're not we're necessarily here to talk, here to talk about, about the Tiger. Well, here's the segue because these people in probably they haven't been to what we're going to talk about, which is universities. Whoa, that's a harsh generalization. <laughs> Whoa, I don't know the show, so 
Class I mean, warfare I, much, Tom? Am I right or am I wrong? Or am I just being right. a I, dick? I think you're right. Yeah, you're right for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're definitely right. But <laughs> but a little low blow. Thank sorry, God we sorry, have Patton folks. here who is a professor of class warfare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we were yeah, we were gonna talk we were talking in this in this version, we're talking about universities, kind of writ large, I guess. Or do we have anything specific? That I, we want I to have some specific down? things from, from oh. my perspective to ask you guys, maybe. Oh, oh nice! Yeah. This is Worthy. now okay. you're yeah. Yeah. Your guest. Wait, as a guest. You're the guest on your own show now. Oh, God. boys! Yeah, if you, if you guys have, a, you know, you guys have a podcast once a week, but now with coronavirus, I have a podcast three times a week. Oh, oh yeah, because nice. of the classes. He's the yeah. pod king now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Pod King, um, the limited series. Mm-hmm. Hit us up with some of these questions. We're all on the hot seat. All right, so so my question is for you guys. Do you think universities sell the same value as they did like 30 years ago? Whoa. The same value? Yeah, so, you know, our... Bang for your buck, I, as it were? I, I, I assume all your parents are probably in their late 50s to early 70s, that range? Yeah, that's a good guess. So, yeah, 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 yeah good 20-year yeah. guess. Um, <laughs> so, so generationally, sure, like like us as kids, we're like, you're going to college, you have to go to college. That's the thing you should do, right? For sure, right? Yeah. So you know, our, and our generation is a huge amount of student debt because a lot of people went to university, uh, you know, to study things maybe just for the reason of going to university, right? Because mm, like yeah, in the right. U.S., mm-hmm. like trade schools aren't really like a big thing here, yeah, right, mm-hmm. compared mm-hmm. to Europe. So do you think that universities still have that same value? For Americans, I think it depends on what the individual is studying and what they intend to get out of what they're studying. Okay, because if they have, it depends on like if you are studying, um, you know, English or something that could be incredibly valuable if your your end goal is being an educator or or you could you you could use that to. parlay into uh law school there's a lot of things you can do it doesn't like it like i think it's one that people would tend to be like oh you're just getting an english degree but i think it has incredible value uh yeah i think it does have incredible value more than what people i think see so it only works if if you use it then right that's true if you if you don't use it you lose it of all the practical degrees out there tom (laughs) just just goes for english which feels weird well, there Accounting, are no. I, I wanted to defend it. I, yeah. knew, I, I wanted to defend you know, it because I knew has that been it a would... great a great job feeder for years. You know, so that's the one I would. <laughs> I just I would recommend people just study it English. Be, it would be one that is. I like, see. You were trying def- to say like maybe this is the one that people would be bashing. So you yes. were trying to like jump the gun on it. Okay, yeah. that's fair. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fair. yeah. So what do you, I, I know what Tom did uh, first for school? What, what, Eddie and Matt, yeah, what did you guys do? Studied English. Yeah, yeah. Thou thouest and thouand. Eddie, you want to take this? Yeah, sure. I got a degree in um, economics. Okay. And I have a master's of science in applied economics, and I have a MBA as well. So I've got I've run the gamut of different uh, sort of university experiences. Okay. Nice. Um, Yeah, I went to school. I went to the music school at DePaul University. Well, what? Um, Whoop 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 whoop. That's where we all went, actually. Yeah, it is uh, trivia for the folks. Yeah, not yeah. with an L, but oh, we've we've covered that. Yeah, we have, but still, or no, with an L, with the L, yeah, with with L. L. not the W. Sorry. Um, and I got a degree in uh music business okay. and a and a degree in um sound recording technology. Is it okay. music business administration? 
Because that's an NBA. NBA, too. yeah. <laughs> it's not an NBA, uh, but okay. So two questions then: Do you feel like you're using your degree now? And second, do you feel like you needed your degree to get where you are now? Yeah, yeah. Those are great questions. Um, I'll jump in. Yeah, with that because I definitely okay. First, what's the first question? Uh, do you, do you use your degree basically? Yeah, yeah. So I definitely do. Um, but I think like there's, you know, the music business degree, I kind of like had like a panic moment where I was like this, you know, I'm, I was essentially like six eighths done with this degree and was like, this is not what I, <laughs> what I should be doing. Like, this is not going because they, they, they mix in, they combined uh, music business and like th- per- theater theater business in this degree and they told me early on but i was like yeah i can like just like coast through those theater classes and then they like kept becoming like more and more part of it and i was like oh god this is (laughs) this is a huge mistake so then i mistake (laughs) yeah seriously no i had like a really like uh you know panic moment there so then i switched to sound sound recording technology and they like worked with me the university worked with me to like allow to like take on you know use a lot of credits i already had shout out shout out to nepal and honestly you know i will say i i kind of bash uh college for a lot of reasons because i think you know it's you there's you know because the debt is huge and for a lot of people the payoff wasn't there Mm -hmm. um but it really is a huge part of why i did get my job um so uh, I can't deny that, uh, you know, the, and it's, it's really, and it also the community that's involved, uh, that I'm involved with now of like other musicians, other working professionals that I know through going to school, I don't think I'd be involved in as, um, as like, uh, like a huge pool of like talent mm-hmm. than I am currently. So that's kind of, okay, so you're, I so use it. So your degree is a success story then? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I always thought that like it would have been better. You know, I think you know when I started in college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I knew I liked math; that was pretty much it. And I was like, nerd. <laughs> yeah, for real. And uh, and just got lucky. Like there was a physics professor who was just at the like sign. You know, like all the the first student, all the first years, whatever, were like signing up for classes, and like there were like professors just milling around helping people. And he, yeah, the physics professor's like, well, you like math? Well, why don't you sign up for some physics classes? Because like people are literally signing up for classes, having no idea what they want to do, no idea what idea. So what major at they DePaul, do. you just you just you could you didn't have to apply for a major. You could just sign up for whatever no. major you wanted. Yeah, you yeah. just okay. Yeah. My, my undergrad was I, I went to Georgia Tech, and it was the same way. Yeah. What did you just major? Loosey goosey. So I, all my degrees are in aerospace engineering. So I, nice. I think I'm one of the, the rare cases, Sweet. like in the states, where like. I kind of knew what I was going to do since like freshman year. Mm. Like the, the, mm-hmm. the path was very laid out and it's very, and in academia, it's very straight. Well, it's, it's hard, but it's very straightforward. Like you can see the steps that you have to take to get there. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't know. What about you, Eddie? Did you already go or? Uh, no, I didn't go. I, so from an undergrad standpoint, I, the work I did between my undergrad and graduate work did not require the degree I had. So mm-hmm. I spent three years teaching English in China. So okay. economics cool. degree didn't, um, 
help me there. Um, and then the, the, but the work I do now is almost exclusively dependent on my MBA. So, um, it's a little hard for me to say, but the five years between when I finished my undergrad and when I went to grad school, um, those years I benefited from having a degree. So to, in order to be, uh, get a visa for teaching i had to have a bachelor's mm-hmm. so that to that extent um but that specific degree didn't um didn't really benefit me but i definitely went in more i had the privilege of thinking about university as like a way to enrich myself versus in in, in an intellectual sense not in a financial sense okay. and so um like i studied at DePaul, you can study economics through the business school or through the School of Liberal Arts. And I chose to do it through the School of Liberal Arts because I was really interested in like, you know, philosophy, philosophy of, and political yeah. science and adding different layers on, whereas the business school had a much more rigorous, you know, intro to accounting, intro to finance, you know what I mean? Right, that type right. of thing, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. probably had a better track to get employment. Right. Um, and so when I left, I was like, I was sort of like surprised that I needed a job. <laughs> <laughs> um, not really, but a little bit. I don't really, think, don't think you're alone. And I mean, I think when you're a, you know, a young adult like going into college, the real world like of a job being this like essential yeah, part yeah. of like you know the value of a dollar and all, it still doesn't really click so much. Like you're you're just having fun. You're learning. Yeah. You're in this. You're in this like bubble setting. Super like bubble. Fac- well, because there, yeah, there well, aren't really think- any financial responsibilities at that point, right? And it's amazing to me no. that like at 18 you can go, okay, sure, I'll go 200 grand in debt. Right. You know, with no yeah, with, with no value as to yeah. what that means. Yeah. No. Like, yeah, we've right. We've talked about that a lot here, and I think yeah. that is like such a. That's that crazy. is something that has to change for sure. Yeah, I think it totally like edu- educate kids. At least on on like what that's going to mean for them, yeah. Out out uh, out of college, and also, I I don't know. I'm curious, Patton. Like, what what do you think about like educating? You know, having some sort of mandatory like budgeting class yeah. or like financial literacy. I think yeah. that should definitely be done at the high school level. You know, yeah. things like like yeah. how do you pay taxes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so ta- right. taxes in the U.S. are weird where, like, you know, the government knows how much you owe, but you have to figure it out on your own. And if you mess it up, you go to jail. <laughs> right. No, no other country is like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's sort of financial literacy like where you definitely don't have in the U.S. And, and definitely you don't have a feel at 18 for what the difference of having a loan of 5K versus 50K right. means. Right. Right. You know, yeah. especially, oh, I, yeah. especially when, you're, should be when you're told required. don't worry about it for four or five years. And the issue there is, like, do you think... To what extent do you think the universities are complicit or culpable? Oh, in this? I, I think entirely. Not... I think most universities, even the public ones, are run as a business now. Like mm-hmm. even so, mm-hmm. like even at MSU, and I'm not trying to bad talk MSU because this is true of most state schools. Uh, the majority of our funding isn't from like the state or from the federal government, right? It's all based on tuition incomes. So like mm-hmm. even at MS, MSU, like an in-state an in-state student pays, I think, twenty three or twenty four a year in tuition. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like that's 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 ridiculous compared to any other any other country or any other, any other normal levels. You know, that, that's, yeah, that's, pri- like that's private school level just, almost. Yeah, it seems like the costs have just continued yeah, it's a, it's to rise and at, a, and at a rate that is higher than I think yeah. maybe necessary. And, and it also feeds into like how you do admissions as well. So you know, for a lot, a lot of state schools, like for example, we have a lot of international students, and you know, MSU is a pretty good school. But I always wonder, like, why would you come all the way from you know some part of you know Western China to come to MSU? 
right? Of all the universities in the world, um, and and MSU, we you know uh, we we actually depend quite a bit on our on our international students for funding programs because their 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 tuition rates are double what mm-hmm. a normal out of state student would pay. So to go to MSU as an international student is like fifty k a year. Mm. Whoa, and they're paying that. And they're paying they're that. Paying that. They're I, paying is that. Is is MSU? Is it a better education than what they can get out, like in their uh, country? Depends on the program. I would probably say right? it's hard to say. Like I'm in engineering, so I can only only speak for engineering. Um, yeah. Maybe I, I think it depends on what they want to do with it. Ultimately, like if they want ultimately want to work in a Western country, it probably helps having a Western degree. A Western. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I would say the majority of like international students who do come because it's so expensive, they're quite wealthy. So you can imagine that for a normal, you know. Um, a- a- Asian person likes paying fifty grand a year for just for university and living abroad is quite expensive, right? Yeah, so right. it's fun. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny. It's on uh, MSU, which is you know very much a state school, and more than more than the University of Michigan, we we take more local students, so more Michigan students. So it's a lot of you know farm kids really from around Michigan, and you know mm-hmm. you see basically two types of cars on campus. You see trucks, and then you see the BMWs, Mercedes, and there's a couple of Maseratis and McLarens on campus. Yeah, from the wow. and it's definitely like okay, the American student and then the foreign student. I feel like I've seen the same wow. thing at Ohio State as Ohio well. Ohio State has the same thing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, and how does that? You know, you're saying it's like around twenty four k, twenty five k. Um, how does that compare to in England, where where you so it, lived for two years? Yeah, so so for some context, so I, I lived in England for two years, working as a postdoc at University of Cambridge. So Cambridge is like their number one school overall. People who went to Oxford will argue me on that, but um, it's significantly cheaper. I think. Congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> I think I think per year um, it's like nine nine <laughs> k a year if you're if you're British. Okay. Yeah. So one third, okay. one third so, the cost. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what if I wanted to go? I'm American. Oh, it's, it's significantly more expensive. It's probably the same as going in the U.S., but now you're paying in pounds as well. So, so nine thousand pounds. Let me let me reiterate that. So that's about twelve oh, to thirteen yeah, right. grand. Yeah. So, but again, oh. you're not, you're paying that much for the best education that Britain can give you, technically. Yeah. Right. So you know. Why? Pretty good. Yeah. A steal. Why is it so? You know, why do, why to, does it cost so much more here? What's the re, what are the reasoning? I mean, the, I think I think it's the universities operating more on a capitalist system rather than uh, prices being negotiated by the government, right? Mm. So, if, if, for example, let, let let's say uh, in whatever dream world we live in, that that you know Bernie's you know gov, you know free college for all passes. Okay, so if that happened, mm-hmm. the only way that would work out financially in the U.S. Uh, you couldn't continue on the same system. The government would have to renegotiate prices with universities for that system to work, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there's not enough tax dollars to cover um, everything easily. I'd say, right? So the same there s- are enough tax. No, I, 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 I don't think so. I, I think in the current oh. the current system, uh, the reason why it runs rampant is because all the burden goes on the students for paying it, right? If you put the burden on the right. government, it's the same thing for like, if you have if you nationalized healthcare, right? You would have to renegotiate, you know. Uh, medical prices with the insurance companies right. and the hospitals. Yeah, you know. So, but Ber- Bernie's plan was to like, you know, pay for it through uh, a tax on speculative, um, like. So, stock so that, that would definitely help. Obviously, every drop drop in the bucket that you can collect more helps. Uh, but either way, though, the 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 costs are exorbitant, and they're not and they're not growing linearly with time or with wages. 
right? So like the cost, right. co- like mo- the money's gonna have to come from somewhere. Yeah, like, like for example, the, the cost that our parents paid to go to college is ridiculous compared to what we paid. Like they paid, you know, the idea that you could go to college, you know, in the seventies or eighties, you know, on a part-time job and come out debt-free, like that's unrealistic to anyone our age. Right. You know, right. That's yeah. but that's, and that's the same, you know, going back to your first question, that's the same message that we received. Yeah. Um, was like, you know, you go to college, yeah, you get a part-time job, like you're going to have a little bit of debt, but like, <laughs> you'll be fine. Like, Oh, I'm 50 K out. Like, yeah. Yeah, right, <laughs> actually, right. And that's like a lot when the economy is like in its 2008. Yeah. And also in some programs, the requirements have gotten harder, like, you know, at least in engineering, the number of courses you have to study now versus 30 years ago is significantly different. So the amount of time a student has to work a part-time job, like if if you're working a full part-time job or even some students I know work full-time while doing a degree, yeah, I don't know how they, how they do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, part of like the, or like two part-time jobs, right? The bloated cost, though, to some extent, has to be associated with like the inflexibility of demand or the inelasticity of demand for the product, right? Because any yeah, other well, industry, if 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 I was in the auto industry and I started saying all my cars are going to be twenty five percent more expensive year over year over year, people just you know would shift to another option, right? You yeah. do public transit or you'd figure something else out. But yeah. that's a good point. There oh, is no alternative no for higher ed. Right. Yeah. At least well, you could in listen general, to our pod. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think that goes back to the very kidding. beginning question of like, what is the value? And if you can shift the paradigm to say that a full four-year degree from a university in the, in the U.S. is not very valuable, then you're going to start to have cost control because right. then yeah. people will say, you know what? I think it's worth fifteen grand max, and anything else above that, I'm going to go to trade school or I'll be an entrepreneur or whatever. Right. But I think I have we, a feeling I think our kids' generation will do that. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, I think the I've, universities are going to have to grapple with that because, um, you know, I think pressure from even even something around this way of online learning. Now I'm paying full time tuition to watch videos online. Yeah. I can do that shit for free. Yeah. And, you know, I yeah, think that yeah. you're but, but what you're paying have, for like, is the accreditation, though. Right. That's of course, what, that's what of the course. money goes yeah. towards. No, no, of right. course. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's where over time that's going to be eroded because I think our entire generation is going to talk to our kids about college in a completely different way. Yeah. Um, and it's going to say really deeply evaluate like what the value is here. And if universities continue to outpace inflation five, six, seven X, I think it's going to be a problem. But I think like, you know, a lot, a lot of companies in the private sector are still looking at degrees as like a barrier for entry. Like yeah. if you, yeah. well, the college degree like, is like the you, new high school equivalent, right? Yeah. Like you have to have it. But that's yeah, where no. I think yeah. you could have that's where I think you could have like a paradigm shift because let's say in 20 years we're managers of businesses. Yeah. And we're looking at this saying what did I learn in a university that I couldn't have learned elsewhere and are we going to be willing to look for other alternatives of signaling around your value or your skills? I right? was just thinking that too because but I also think like, you know, in the future when, you know, you have a lot of probably near future millennials as managers who are doing the hiring. Yeah. There are also people who experience this overwhelming sense of debt and financial strain because of college. And if you see someone who's coming in who like bypass that. Yeah. You know, there might be some bias. That's a good point. I want you to suffer with me. We're all suffering together. Yeah. I have a feeling. No, there's something, there's something to that. Because I'm trying to, Oh, I think our, you know, our parents, at least my parents was like, you have to go to college and you have to study something so you're not homeless. Those were the, those were the, 
the thing. Right. You know, my parents right, did help me. Right. My parents did help me pay for college, so definitely the requirement was uh, if we're helping you with financially, you have to do something that's going to make money. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. this is not, they basically were like this is not a time to explore your inner self. Um, <laughs> but I, I think our probably our recommendation to our kids is going to be go to college if you have to or if you need to. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, this that's is what one I mean. thing I that's what I mean. To... Like, yeah. you know, I think. I think to some extent, our parents' mentality was exactly as you outlined, Patton, coming around from a experience that was basically only upside. Yeah. You know, and that was, they were all reaping the rewards of that. And, you know, at that time, it was still a smaller share of the population that even had a BA or, or you know, an undergrad degree. Um, I still think it's only like thirty percent of the the country has a has a undergraduate degree. But that sounds about right. It's under it's under half. Yeah, but it's oh, um, but that. it's but that's across you know it's a cross Everyone. section right. If you look yeah. at in terms of our current generation, it's more. And I think I don't know. Like I can say from example, a microcosm of it is the business school um, mm-hmm. experience, and there's an enormous amount of pressure on MBA programs right now. You know the there's universities that are shutting down their full time MBA programs, which historically have been the flagship of any business school. You know, mm-hmm. and like that's where you that's where your rankings come from. That's everything and. I think that is a is a program that might be a signal for what could come to the larger higher ed experience, which is people are starting to look at that and say, that's $200,000, $150,000 for a two-year program. Um, and to, to Matt's point, like um, businesses are increasingly starting to wonder if they need a an MBA to do this job, right? Right. A lot of these one-year programs, MS Finance, MS Accounting, these are coming up and they are MS Data Analytics. Those people are getting hired like crazy. They're not yeah. demanding such a high salary as an MBA because they only did one year. Like I, that's eroding that. And I think I've talked a lot about this with friends. I think in 10 or 15 years, you might have a really narrow set of MBA programs that are only from top tier universities. Any yeah. of these second, third tier universities won't be able to won't be able to play in that space anymore and that could be yeah. eventually could spread to undergraduate degrees it's I think. the same thing with audio um like they're hiring a lot of game companies are hiring audio integrators now which you can essentially get certified i think for like 200 bucks or something maybe even less than that um it might even be for free um on, on like audio kinetic this company that like makes this this uh you know platform for integrating audio into video games and you know the you is if you can if you can you could figure that out on your own for real cheap if not free and you know get hired in like an entry level position at one of these like gaming companies yeah i feel if like you're a- good, if you're good and you and you start like you you'd have to like get you know you'd have to work with some like indie you know people so you have like some experience doing it um yeah but th- it's there like it's available i, I, yeah. I was people are I feel like that. if people like the, like you know specifically with video games like you can you can learn a lot online not get an accreditation but mm-hmm. you yeah. know your sort of accreditation in that sense could be like building a portfolio to bring to an interview or something i think well, portfolios are huge. I, th- yeah. I think a lot of people do that, like like that. especially computer science right because a lot of people yeah. computer like, science for like sure if you peruse stack overflow for two years you pretty much almost pick up a computer science degree yeah right? but it's, yeah. Again, it's how do you prove that you're actually good and that's that's really the, the value of any degree right it's someone else saying yeah you're okay 
Well, and I think well, right. I think that there could be. So the issue is in any market, if you charge exorbitant prices, or as economists say, you're rent seeking, you're asking for competition, and so mm-hmm. um, higher ed accreditation has a monopoly on providing that little signal that says I know something, which in general undergrads don't know anything really when they're right. done, um, yeah. and so. Yeah. You could, I could envision a company that starts up that's similar to a standardized test that's applicable to degrees that says, if you pass this test, now it would be really comprehensive, but to your point, if you peruse these online skills for two years and then you pass this, it's like a CFA. It's a series mm-hmm. of tests. At that point, having a CFA probably signals more than having an undergrad in finance, right? right and right. so if why you wouldn't have professional organizations that come in and say, hey, from a a data science perspective, we're a third party certifier that says this person knows as much as someone like that. I think, you know, you're the higher ed is dangerously, you know, playing with, with that invitation to, for competition. And obviously there's a lot of lobbying groups and all kinds of stuff sure. that keeps yeah. higher ed as the only accreditor, but I don't see why not in the next five, 10, 15 years, there wouldn't be, you know, yeah. All kinds of stuff where you can certify somebody like that, you know? Yeah, Patton, I, I wish... You, oh, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, oh. yeah, I, I wanted to sort of say this earlier too about like, I wish that high schools were better about A, you know, finding out students' interests and then mm. B, pushing that towards, like, okay, you know, plan what you want for, your, for, for after this. Do you want to go into science? Then maybe you need to do university and, um, you know, just like planning what your next step is and an offer like trade schools as an option, things like that. And also, you know, do in in high school, do teach like uh home ec and stuff like this. I wish I had the class like that, but yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, that with, within high, I, there's too, there's too much at stake at the university level for you to be figuring out what you're doing financially. Right. So that's sort that's sort yeah. of, that's sort of like what, what are your interests should definitely be something pursued more in in high school so you, that way when you walk into college and there is not this financial um well, little, little debt you have that you have that path maybe a little more clearly laid out but it's hard to do that it's hard to do that at the high school level and yeah, do it evenly right. across the country right mm-hmm. yeah for um, sure but are, be nice Patton, if- do you have your finger on the pulse of like trade schools no not not uh, not at all uh may, okay you know Especially not in the U.S. I don't, I really don't know know that much, and and that's definitely a product of me being a pure academic, right? I for sure I don't know. Even even growing up, like I didn't even think of trade school as an option. Like that was not even something that my parents ever discussed with me. You know, yeah, same. My, my right. high school, yeah, my my, my high school was a very much like a STEM math nerd high school. So everyone, yeah. like in my my graduating class, everyone went to university except one person who enlisted in the Coast Guard, right? So there was no one who did any any trades out of my high school. Um, mm. and, and so that was not, that was not in my, in my aura of options to even think about. Yeah. Same here. And I think like, I was going to say, like, I would like to see, uh, um, an uptick of like trade school options, but I yeah. don't even know. Plumbers make a lot of money, man. What's available right now? Like there already might be a ton of trade school. I, options I think you're seeing more I in, just don't know about. in Michigan. I see a lot more, maybe because I'm looking for them a little more now to see if they're, if they're out there. Um, right. but yeah, there's definitely a lot of trade schools in Michigan considering the amount of like industrial work we have here, you know, with the car industry and, and various other yep. things. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, th- this kind of idea that like the only way to make money is by having a college degree versus if you mm. go to a trade school to be a plumber or an electrician mm. or a contractor, uh, those people, you know, end up making a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like right out the door too. And like, you know, maybe you might have, uh, 
a higher chance of like making more money over time. Yeah. Um, which is something to think about, but maybe not even like, I don't know if you're, if you're making 70 K out the door. Yeah. Welding. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And, and then with zero debt, you're what? 23 years old. Yeah. I I think the problem right now is this pretty great. Is there's this, (laughs) there's a stigma in the U S in particular for people who have those jobs that are not as, at least in my impression, they're not as widely respected as someone who went and, you know, did you know either like an engineering degree or you know like an economy degree, economics degree mm-hmm. you know like right. if, you, if you tell someone i want to be a plumber no one's gonna go oh that's really cool of you yeah right right right, right. yeah it's it's not sexy it's not yeah. sexy exactly exactly so i think people also, shun away wonder, from that i wonder how like on, on a lot of those uh the jobs like they i mean I, I i respect them i just think i wonder how how it is long term for like your body like i feel like it's just harder. On, some of those jobs are just harder on your body, and like you can't do it. Yeah, for but like as you long, could maybe you, you don't feel you don't feel like Rasko was hard on your body, Tom. It was very hard. <laughs> on your body, That's true. Um, so I have a question. Like, to what extent? And this is something that I have a, a serious conjecture on, which I'll share. But um, oh, it's great. very much a conjecture. Might be the first of um, the episode. Bring on, bring like, to on. what extent was the university system even designed to serve the function that it is now, which is to churn out? like Jobs. earners right like mm. I, my understanding is that universities historically earn were set burn, up baby. for the most affluent most intelligent people to go not to say when i come out of this can i get a job as an entry-level financial analyst at a big corporation it was right. it was basically you're already you're already financially secure this is a way to enrich yourself that's it or to enrich the ruling classes children and things like that and now it's become like a factory for like slightly more informed you know, frontline workers. Like, do right. is that a thing? Children. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So let, let's let's do let's do a dive in history then. So, if you think about history the, the, the like first fir- nice. first universities, right? Like European universities that are, you know, like Cambridge. Cambridge was founded in eight hundred. Yeah, eight hundred eighty. Nice. So mm-hmm. those universities, like Oxford and Cambridge, started from monasteries. Mm. Okay. Eight hundred. Eight hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I, 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 tw- tw- sorry, sorry, twelve hundred. It was it's eight hundred years old. It's twelve hundred. Twelve hundred AD is oh, when Cambridge okay. was started, and, well, and Oxford still. is like twelve oh five. So when those universities started, those were monasteries, like different sects of monks that kind of got together and said, you know, we're safer if we hang out together, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's where universities started from. Is that type of you know mon- monastic religious learning? Mm. And I think the American style of university. Um, again, most of the university, even Harvard, started off as being a religious school. Mm. Okay. Right. And I think where things started getting added into that is you started having people doing trades and learning how to do trades at, through, through apprenticeships. Okay. And then mm-hmm. the first universities that, that kind of branched out of religious studies ended up being how can we formalize that apprenticeship program? Okay. Mm. And then, it, and then you get to the point now where, so that, that basically sounds like a trade school. And that basically was what university was at that point, was kind of a trade school. Yeah. Um, and then you had the group out of the religious studies that started doing more of the humanities. So that's where you start getting philosophy branching out of that, sociology, all those sort of um, uh, soft sciences, I guess we could call them. Respect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then it becomes, well, you know, if you really want to get really into depth in these things, like, the, so when we study economics, you study actually economic depth theory. Depth or debt? Depth. Depth. Both. Oh, yeah, both. Yeah. You know, when you're doing engineering, a lot of engineering, we're doing engineering theory, right? Like, for example, yeah. I'm going to, like, you know, Tom, you did, you did mechanical engineering, right? As a degree. Yeah. Do you yeah. know how, could you build an engine? 
no. No, right? Like, you know, we're engineers, but like, I don't, I, I don't know how to change yeah, my right. oil, right? Like, yeah. right, right, yeah. yeah. So, so you start doing more theory and less of that hand. Like, so how do you how do you advance design and advance the actual science of things? Mm. And, that, and that's true across, I think, the board of everything, even economics. So you said economic theory, but necessarily how to run a small business. Yeah, of course, right, right, right. Yeah. So what about I, like back to like Aristotle's time? When they were like doing higher learning, that was like yeah. yeah so, we, so so yeah, like, kind of like there. pure pure uh, philosophical like discussions. I, I I get the impression that you know you have a bunch of people who are very wealthy, with lots of time on their hands to sit around and be able to talk yeah. about these things. That's what mm-hmm. I was thinking. Yeah. Is like the origin of this is way back, or even if you could think of like in China, you had mm-hmm. the the mandarins that were selected as the smartest, most talented person from their respective area yeah. were sent to Beijing or sent to the to to study. Like I think back to that origin of. Maybe they weren't technically universities, but that idea of higher ed, advanced learning beyond, you know, elementary education, like yeah, was and, and, and that's really for the interesting elite. perspective, right? Because at least at those yeah. points, you were chosen to do it, whereas now yeah. we pay to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, technically you're chosen because you <laughs> yeah. apply, right? Sure. But um, no, and it was a lot more. And I'm just wondering, like, the reason I brought that up is because, again, thinking about where the future could be, um as it relates to my idea around the MBA programs, I think there could be a space for like, like, like super elite universities that will still exist for the sake of people who are affluent enough that are looking to, again, looking for enrichment, looking for that experience, looking for self-development. And then that would be, you know, a top five, 10% of people that can afford that. And then you think about what fills out the remainder? Is it more trade schools? Is it right. more, you know, is it more um, peer-to-peer learning, on-the-job apprenticeships, things like that? But I do think there'll always be a demand for the top tier because I think people people love to learn things, right? And mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a sign Respect, of yeah. sophistication. It's a sign of well, affluence. It is what it's all advances kinds of us in the, to the next level in, in industries and, and to, and to Patton's point research, right? Huge research right. institutions exist for driving things forward, right? Medical but, but, theory, but those like aspects theory, operate that. almost independently of the undergraduate program. hundred percent. Yeah. Right? For that's example, the, that's the irony. I, I would make the strong argument that if you were to study mechanical engineering at MIT versus your local community college, you're probably not going to learn much different, mm-hmm. right? The basics mm-hmm. of, of like yeah. physics and all that are the same everywhere. Right. Yeah. Probably the only difference is that maybe you can make an argument to the rigor at which they, you know, the difficulty of problems they give you in exams. But the content you're going to learn should be exactly the same regardless of where you of where you did it. So to an right. extent, you are paying you are paying for that name brand. Right. 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 So university yeah. branding is a massive thing. Yeah, I think I think this is a good topic to continue discussing in our next episode because um, there's a lot to say, I think. And there's a lot to like conject about about like. You know, yeah. is it serving its true purpose today? Will it serve its true purpose tomorrow? Mm. That kind of thing. For sure. Sounds what like a slogan. Think? I like yeah. that. Sure. Let's wrap. <laughs> cool. What we talk about today will impact tomorrow. Wow, Conjecture University. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Okay, bye. All right. See ya. See ya, folks. <laughs>